BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. I mean, unless your small business is like inappropriate or like weird or like creepy, like I'm going to support you like so you wouldn't support me if i sold clown figurines is what i'm hearing i hate clowns i don't even think i would step foot in there and also what who wants a clown figurine in their house i'm sorry no no Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. My name's Emily. And I'm Hannah. And welcome back to another episode of The Gals Guide. Welcome back. Okay, so we have some groundbreaking news that is hitting the floor fresh today. This is breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Or gentlemen. We don't have many male listeners. Uh (laughs) No, we don't. So, college boy. First boy I was ever in love with, you know. The old one, the one that I would take back to this day if he came up and was like, hey, I'm sorry. Um, liked my Instagram photo. Bum, bum, bum. Like, what I was it of? <laughs> um, it was an, my ad for parade underwear. So it was of my hip flexor, um, the side profile of my bootay. Um, that was the photo. So, I mean, like, obviously, like, I understand. Um, <laughs> But regardless, regardless, he liked my photo and that's never happened in the six years that I've known this man. Technically, I've known him at eight, but we kind of like broke off in like 2016, 2012, 2014, 2014. See, I was like, I really don't know. 2014 was when we ended things. We met in 2012, 2020 numbers. Yes. I just had to update you guys on that. Um, That notification. Has he liked a photo before? I don't recall ever okay um so we're so we're creeping a little we're um, creeping either that or like it just popped up on his news feed um so true it probably just did that but yeah but um regardless if um if he's listening hello hello sir you that's the one you've never met either yes this is very true yeah and honestly it's such a disappointment that hannah's never met this guy um because i'm the only person that has met him and the doctor the two most influential guys i've dated like the two guys who have had like the most influence on me hannah's only met one i'm the only person who has met both of them my best friend from college caitlin she has met the college boy but she's never met the doctor so like it's so stressful being the only person that's met these two men and i'm just i have to live with that and it's really uncomforting for me um it's too much it's too much i wish i had met the other one so so that i could uh 
be there for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a dark time. That was a dark time. Yes. That very was, true. That was when All Too Well came out from Taylor Swift and it was staying at my number one listen song on my iTunes at the time. I want to hear this like really long version she I has of it. I need to hear it. Speaking of, I did watch Folklore, the documentary on Disney Plus recently, and I actually really enjoyed it. I liked the Miss Americana um, doc that she did. It's not like that. It's more like, oh, here's like, we're going to sing each one of these songs, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about the songs in between us singing, but that's really like all it was. It wasn't like how Miss Americana was, if that makes sense. Maybe she wanted to do more of like a concert vibe since she's not touring, you know, like nobody's really touring. So I don't think she's ever going to do Loverfest. I've come to realize that, which is very sad. I really wanted to see like a like music festival version that was Taylor Swift. Um, Yeah. All her friends there. Did you see like on TikTok where people were like going to try to make like their own like folklore experience at like a campground and like cabins? Like they they had this whole like group of people were like planning this huge event and it was crazy. So interesting. Also, Bonnie Vare was in the little thing um, because they sung Exile and everything. They recorded separately. Like it was from his house in Wisconsin. Fun fact though, I had never seen what Bonnie Vare looked like. Was it what you thought? Absolutely not. Have you seen what he looks like? Yeah. Have you seen what Justin Vernon looks like? That's not that his voice is the most beautiful thing I've ever heard in existence. And I wasn't expecting like someone like extremely attractive. I was definitely expecting like, you know, like a bearded, tall, burly man, but like more on the Chris Hemsworth side, not so much on the actual lumberjack you look like my ex-boyfriend the musician vibe he literally looked like the musician and i was just like oh okay all right yeah well, it's like very like burly burly yes, is what i would use yes, to describe him yes. so i was like you don't like you just look he looks so average but his voice is not average at all his voice is like oh my god hallucine is a uh, magnifique chef kiss mm-hmm. yes what else have you what have you been watching lately? I've been watching like a ton of stuff. We can go into a whole Emily film review really quickly if we, we want can. to. Uh lately I've well, I finished American Horror Story, the nineteen eighty four. What's not my favorite? Yeah, I really want to re I really want to rewatch Coven. Um, so I might do, do that. It. I've been trying to finish Queen of the South. I've been trying to finish Orange is the New Black. Um there's apparently this movie Holiday is really cute. My I kinda parents, wanna watch it. Okay, so my parents watched the other night. Mm-hmm. I like tuned into like the last couple of seconds of it, but they said that it was really cute there. It's, you know, it's a cheesy, it is a cheesy movie. It's not like a Hallmark movie. It's not like, you know, or anything like that. Like it's definitely like a Netflix rom-com kind of ho- holiday kind of thing. Like if you like movies like set it up and like all the other like Netflix rom-coms, you probably will like holiday. But I yeah. Mean, and then I, terrible. I want to watch the, um, the 12 minute film on there. Um, with Blaine. I am terrified to watch it. Yeah. One. So I, I want ha- I want him to watch it with me. I am so scared to watch it because it's so sad. And I'm just like, I don't know if I'm ready for that. I know. It looks really sad. Like, I've seen people watch it, like, their, their reactions on TikToks. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I can't, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. terrified. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did watch uh, a Christmas movie the other night. It was Happiest Season, which is on Hulu. It's the new Kristen Stewart um, lesbian uh, holiday movie. And it was actually really freaking cute. It wasn't... Okay, here's the thing. Like, it marketed as, like, a rom-com. And, like, I get the vibes because you had, like, you um, David... Is this name David Levy? The 
the guy from Schitt's Creek. I think Creek. it's Dan. Dan Levy. Whatever. Mm-hmm. His, Eugene Levy's son from Schitt's Creek. Yeah. He was in it. He is comedy gold. Like, he is impeccable. I love in him. It. I love him so much. He plays himself, practically, like, in this film. Um, you had Aubrey Plaza in it, who's a queen. Um, and then Kristen Stewart being herself. Um, I really liked it. However, like... I could not stand Harper, which is, I think that's her name. That's the girl that uh, Kristen Stewart's character is dating. Um, and I just, because like the whole premise of the show, the whole premise of the film is that Kristen Stewart is dating this girl and they're going home to that girl's house for the holidays, except her parents don't know that she is gay. Um, gotcha. And um, like there was just some moments where I was like, she's like treating like Kristen Stewart like really fucking badly like she's not nice at all she's like like I was just like why are you still with this girl like oh my god she is fucking horrible like at one point like spoiler like it's not really a spoiler but like spoiler like if you want to see the film like when um her family finds out like when like one of her sisters like tells her like hey like she's gay like she's a lesbian like with Kristen Stewart standing right next to her. She's like, no, I'm not. Like, she's lying. And I'm like, that's like, and like, she gets mad that Kristen Stewart like breaks up with her and leaves. I'm like, you just like basically like broke her heart in that moment. Like, I would leave too. Like, it's, oh my God. So I'm like, I don't know where, I see where the funny parts are, but I'm like, this has not like, you know, completely like hysterical. Like I could see how it's super fucking sad at the same time. Yeah. Um, it has a happy ending. I'll give that to you. However, um, she should have just dated Aubrey Plaza because Aubrey Plaza is amazing and gorgeous and hysterical. Um, her comedy is my favorite style of comedy to this day. She's very much herself too. She has that dry sense of humor that you always see from her. So I really liked it though. Um, and it's something different to watch for, like, a holiday film and everything. Yeah. But I watched that, and then I finally finished The Crown, and I was really excited to watch The Crown because season four was the season that Princess Diana comes onto the scene. And honestly, like, I I personally, I like The Crown. I do say, like, it is a very, like, slow-paced drama. So, mm-hmm. like, if you like the fast-paced, like, Shonda Rhimes-esque kind of dramas like very network tv you may not like this one um just because like it is slower paced and it is a fictionalized version of history it's not completely accurate um but the first two seasons focuses on like when queen elizabeth becomes queen and she's in her younger years and then season three is when they switch over to olivia coleman as the queen and then you have um much more like them it's older and like you meet prince charles when he's like a young adult like a teenager and all that kind of stuff and i kind of like just fast forwarded through season three because nothing was really exciting me with it but i really like wanted to see season four because you get princess diana and you get margaret thatcher uh, and I was like, there's so much happened in that time. And I just really wanted to see the, like, there's so much about the, the Diana Charles love story. And he is a fucking asshole. Like, fuck <laughs> Prince Charles, honestly. He fucking, oh my God. I don't care if this is fictionalized. He, I, I, I believe that he would treat her this poorly. He is 
absolutely like just fuck you dude just fuck you you are utter trash like complete trash at one point he gets mad at princess diana because she's not treating camilla who's the woman he left her for the woman he was cheating on princess diana for he gets mad because she's being mean to camilla i'm like that's your fucking wife she has every right to fucking hate your mistress like what the fuck like i'm like watching this i'm like fuck you fuck you you are trash like oh my god like i literally hate you it's fine my dad was even mad at him my dad was like this boy needs to shut the fuck up like like he literally just mopes around because he can't be with camilla i'm like oh you poor 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 privileged little white boy like ooh, you can't be with the woman you love oh boo hoo meanwhile diana's over here being a saint visiting children who have aids and like being like the everyone loved and like anytime like Di- that's the thing he hated anytime like diana got attention more than him and he would pout and be like how dare you put on a show and like be this attention whore all this kind of stuff i'm like she can't help that like people like her and she's like friendly and you have the personality of a fucking boulder like <laughs> like even your own fucking mother can't stand you like yikes <laughs> That's the that reason he's the way he sounds great. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, <laughs> like, I really, like, you, it, they really want you to feel sorry for Diana, like, when you're watching this. Like, they are heavy on fuck you, Charles. Like. Yeah. And I'm here for it because I was kind of worried. I was like, are they going to be very much, like, like, pity Charles a little bit because he can't be with the love of his life? Like, I get it. Like, you can't be with the woman you love because she's married. And that's another thing, too. Normally, like, in cheating situations, I'm always, I'm never, like, fuck the mistress because, you know, it's the man you should be getting mad at. He's the one who, like, you know, is cheating on somebody when he's in a relationship. But that's the thing. Camilla knew the entire time that he was married. And, like, she's married, too. That's where I'm, that's where I don't. Yeah, I don't support it or not yeah. support it, but like I don't pull for a side because I think they're both in the wrong, especially yeah. if they know they're both married. She was married. She had children, too. And I'm like, fuck you. Like, fuck you. Like, Diana should slap the shit out of you. And she's a <laughs> saint that she never fucking did because I would have had my hands already going like, oh, my God. And then they that was a thing. She Diana stepped out on the marriage, too, and started um, having an affair with um, this army general and like. They, the entire time, they try to trap her, like, and make it look like it's her fault and everything for the marriage being poorly when everyone knows about him and Camilla. Like, he always tries to make it be like, well, she's the reason, like, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you don't ever touch her. Like, and the, and the sad part is, too, they do highlight some of the great moments of their marriage. Like, you can tell there's moments where they, because that was the whole thing. Like, after Prince William, I was like, how the hell did they get to Prince Harry? Because y'all are fighting like all the time like i'm trying to figure out where y'all fell in love again to have a second child and it was really like on their tour when they went to australia that they kind of had like this rebirth of their marriage and they kind of fell in love again a little bit you see that that's where harry um, gotcha kind of kind of came from but then shortly after they get back from australia the fighting starts again and yeah it's a really interesting season honestly i feel like you could probably watch just like you would have to catch up on who is who kind of thing mm-hmm. but i feel like people could watch just that season alone and you would be able to like know everything about who these characters are um yeah. just going off like history and stuff like that but interesting it keeps it. popping up so i might give it a give it a go sometime in the in the future 
I always like it also too because like just the set design like you see the like the elaborate palaces and like the costuming I that's another thing too um watching this season with Princess Diana I loved Princess Diana's fashion and so getting to see like all the gowns and everything I like that part too <laughs> yeah that's pretty cool that's not something that we see around here so it's like yeah interesting to see but i am almost done with how to get with murder i haven't finished it yet i have a couple episodes left still so do not spoil it for me oh i really want to watch the show a teacher Mm -hmm. i was watching when i was watching um happy season the other night like it popped up like right after the it was done for me to watch and i've heard so many people on other podcasts talking about it have you heard about it yeah i've heard a lot of like um like youtubers and influencers talking about that show but i haven't I haven't looked into it or anything. I just know, like, apparently it's about, like, a teacher's scandal. So it, it's really interesting to see what all everybody's saying about it because I'm really interested to see it just because, like, it's about, like, a female teacher and, like, a male student. I personally haven't seen that done before, but, like, I will say, like, when I was watching Pretty Little Liars, like, I did love the Ezra Aria love story, which mm-hmm. is so messed up to think because it is a minor and a teacher and it's not really no condone but i feel like it's one of those guilty pleasures that people like love mm-hmm. so i think it'd be super interesting and it's also like low-key fx and i love anything that fx puts out and it's also the dude from like love simon who i think he's adorable yeah or i mean like, i've heard people say they like it so it definitely be definitely be something to look into yeah I, it's literally all i've been doing lately is just binging different shows and different things to watch in order to maintain my sanity lately because i'm going stir crazy but we are also recording this on black friday shop small saturday so make sure you guys are going out and supporting small businesses mm-hmm. and you know shopping small this holiday season we love to um support small businesses and we can like leave some of our favorite ones like in the show notes for you guys if you're interested. If you guys want to go shop some small businesses this holiday season, get some great gifts. If you guys want to see a gift guide from us, let us know. Yes. We have been asking you guys for a lot of juicy information this um, past couple weeks and mainly asking you guys for advice, which is what we're doing today's episode on. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. What has been your captivation for this week, though? Um, it's not a thing. It's not a show. Oh. It's just organization in general. Um, my <laughs> okay. life is okay. chaotic, so mm-hmm. I'm trying to get some sort of sense of organization. Like I've had a, I I bought one of those like file folder things that have like the different folders inside. Um, like months ago to put like my different bills and like my different mail, like important things in. And I Mm -hmm. finally like categorized that today and like put it in there. Um, I'm trying to organize my closet. I'm trying to throw away like beauty products that are super old and like Mm. just like kind of minimize because everything is just getting chaos. So I uh, don't want to go through my entire vanity and the amount of makeup I have since I used to be like a makeup YouTuber person and have mm -hmm. so much PR. I have like so much fucking makeup that I don't ever need. Like I never need to buy blush again. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm trying to like you. I'm trying to use up products and like throw them away. Like I'm trying not to like replace things necessarily but just Mm -hmm. like only have the things that i absolutely need Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. yeah when i move across the country this is going to be a nightmare for me Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, you should start now (laughs) i'll just keep procrastinating it it's fine yeah (laughs) 
I don't even like have any like specific item that I've been using. Um, like just have you like been like Marie Kondo in your life. Yeah, sort of. Like just kind of like trying to down downsize and like like even with like hangers. Like I have a bunch of like empty hangers because I've taken so much out of my closet. So Good for you, yeah. I, I have. Thank you. What done. about you? What is your captivation? Um. Okay. So these freaking pants from Aritzia. <laughs> the Molina pants. Okay, here's the thing. I want them so fucking badly, you guys. They are a pair of, a, like, currently right now, $133 leather pants. Do I need them? Absolutely fucking not. Do I want them? Because I know that they will make my not only my ass look great, but all my outfits look snatched and amazing. Yes. Um, They're originally $148. They're literally sitting in my shopping cart right now. Like, I'm just, I'm afraid to buy them because I fucking hate Everett's return policy because like if anything's on sale, even it's like fucking $5 off, it's only store credit, like if you return it. So that's the annoying part. Um, And so like part of me is like, oh, should I just wait until they're met to full price? But no, I'm a fucking idiot if I did that Um, because that's just more money that I had to pay. But I I just can't decide because like if I'm just worried that they don't fit me perfectly that I'm going to be stuck with $133 store credit. And I'm, Hannah was like, well, what would you buy instead? Like, say, like, they're out of the size that you want. Like, what would you buy instead with $133 of Ritzia? I'm like, hmm, I'll just buy a ton of $50 tank tops, I guess, because, you know, they fucking have tank tops for $50 fucking dollars. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, but these pants, like, they were viral all over tiktok and i looked at like all the dupes and everything which most of them are sold out because i really wanted the zara ones but the zara ones are completely sold out they were 30 percent off with um black friday but everybody who's like reviewed them like on youtube and everything was like yeah these are all the dupes and then they get to try it on the aritzia ones and they're like yeah let's face it like none of these are as good as these because like they just make you look great and like the lining's perfect and i just really want a pair of leather pants i've always wanted leather pants like and i don't want leather leggings i have leather leggings i have real leather leggings you want the pants i want the pants what's it it's a different vibe yeah i say go for it if you if you think that they'll fit and or you'd be okay having that much store credit if they didn't and they didn't have (laughs) another size i had to find something else at this in their like catalog that i like that i would feel comfortable spending that much money on Um, yeah but i mean i feel like i feel like quality wise like they'd be good for like a really long time oh yeah like i have two things from aritzia that i absolutely love um and wear them all the time i have one of their like turtleneck like tank tops mm-hmm. and then i have one of their pullovers that i love um so and i just love aritzia like it's one of my favorite stores i just love their fashion i never can afford anything in there but like i now have money to afford these pants and i know how bad i want them and I will therefore wear them all the time. It's just I wish – if you have bought these pants and you have great experiences with them, please let me know. Hopefully Convince by time this episode to buy goes them. up. <laughs> yes. Hopefully by the time this episode goes up, they're still available. Yes. And maybe I've bought them already. Who the fuck knows? We'll find out. <laughs> so your captivation is something you actually just want. <laughs> yes. I'm captivated by them. And they're exactly. ca- they have exactly. captivated my shopping cart. Um, they are sitting there ready to go. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's awesome. Well, I guess a few housekeeping things. So don't forget, we have a Patreon. What is the Patreon link? You know it. I don't. Patreon.com slash the gals guy. Yes. Patreon.com <laughs> slash the gals guy. Our podcast name. <laughs> yes. We have um, tiers starting at only a dollar. So go check it out. 
also follow us on social media. Um, our podcast Instagram is at the gals guide pod. My personal is at Hannah Nicole Adams. And mine is at Emily Elise. That is A L E E C. I don't know why my voice went out there. (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny. Um, And then also make sure you follow us on TikTok. Um, I am not as active as Emily, but Emily is almost. I am not. You're almost to to 10,000, correct? Yes, but I'm not like active. Like I should post a lot more than I have posted. Honestly, I should. Yeah. Well, you're way more than than, uh, me. And your like comments on people's videos go yes, viral, I which I think com- is hilarious. Yes. <laughs> yes, my comments make get more likes than most of my TikTok videos. I have a way with words, you know. And then also, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Um, we wanted to shout out a recent review that we received. So this one is from Yasmin thirteen. Shout hey. out Yasmin. Hey, hey. She said, amazing, gave us five stars and said, I believe I discovered this podcast from Emily making a comment on a TikTok. LOL. We were What's literally up? just talking about that. Um, she said, but I absolutely love it. And it's one of the few podcasts I religiously listened to. Loved the episode with Brooke Michio. Yes, we loved that one as well. Thank you so much, Gal, for listening to us every week and giving us a five-star rating. And if you want to get like a shout out as well, just leave us a review and we will do the same for you. Yes, yes. We love to read them. They're so fun. All righty. So today we asked you gals for the advice that you feel like you need. We kind of want to do like a hodgepodge, if you will, an advice column of all the things that you're struggling with lately because like it's that time of the year like we're wrapping everything up oh my god that gives me so much anxiety (laughs) (laughs) yeah true i feel like this year has been the slowest yet fastest year of my life and nothing has really happened from february to now so i have no idea what is in store for 2021 i have no clue don't know what to do utter panic on my end however we wanted to ask you guys for what advice you need because the less we can focus on our own problems, the better it is. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. So do you want to kick us off, Han? Sure. So so the first DM we received is, I'm graduating college and I don't know what to do with my life or my purpose. Retweet. Um, same. <laughs> I think everybody feels that way at their graduating college, at least. Like if you don't have an like, immediate drop offer, um, at least that's how I felt. How did you feel like when you first graduated? Well, I at think grad school, like not like yeah. undergrad because you knew you were going to grad school. You right. Knew you had to go to grad school. I did not. When I graduated undergrad, I had no plans to ever go to grad school. And then I like halfway through like my year out of grad school, uh, undergrad, I was like, mm, grad school. And now I'm mm-hmm. here again. I think it's, it. I think it depends on your major, number one. My major is because I work in healthcare, it's a little bit different because I kind of had an idea of what I wanted to do, but the things that I wanted to do weren't hiring. So there was a period of time where I wasn't employed. Mm-hmm. Actually, I was employed, but I wasn't start to work. I worked in the school system um, right out of college or right out of grad school. And that like, so I knew I had a job. Um, like I was, I was offered the job before I graduated. So I knew I had the job. Or like right after I graduated, it was super close. I can't exactly remember the timeline. But for those three months, I didn't know what to do. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I knew what was on the horizon. I knew that that wasn't necessarily where I wanted to be my entire career. So for someone who like doesn't know what to do, I think taking time 
to explore your options as you're applying for jobs in your field and not taking the first one that you are given because that's kind of what I did. I took the first job offer that I received and looking back, I almost wish I had, I wish I had betted on myself a little bit more and like waited it out a little bit longer to Mm -hmm. get the job that I actually wanted to get. So for someone who, I don't know, like for someone who doesn't know what they want to do, that's a a little bit trickier for me. I will say like for me, here's my thing. Like I think like if, unless you're like in like nursing or like something in healthcare like Hannah is, where like you kind of like are there's jobs like where you're needed and everything like that like if you are graduating with english or like communications or like something general or like business or whatever it is like the more generalized business like majors like that um honestly like you really like don't need a degree in like a certain field to do what you want to do i don't have a degree in graphic design but i could definitely apply for jobs in graphic design because i have experience and i've taught myself a lot of things and i also took like lessons like in creative writing i have a literally have a bachelor's degree bachelor of fine arts degree in creative writing i have a bachelor of fine arts and theater performance and then i have a master's of fine arts and screenwriting out of all those three things it tells you i'm a great listener i'm a great conversator i know how to write i know how to literally read a contract and be able to point out certain grammatical errors i could go to law school a lot of writers actually go to law school but in fact for you because we know how to read a contract if there's a comma missing we could win a whole case. But there's like so many different things that I could do. And I applied for many different jobs. I like applied for marketing jobs. I went after a lot of social media jobs. So I don't feel like you don't feel like you have to be con- like so constrained to what exactly you went to college for. I know that you spent so much money getting a degree and everything. But I like a lot of jobs just require you to have a, a degree. Like you don't have to have a degree in what you went to school for. I know so many people who went to school for like these really niche things or like women's studies or communications or English or whatever it may be. And they're not doing anything in those fields. I literally like one of my best friends has, has a degree in psychology and she's literally like the head of store of a retail store and she's making like $80,000 a year. So like, yeah. And to, and to go off that, I think another good thing would be like, if you can like do internships, like paid internships, unpaid internships and like areas or places that interest you. Or like, if you know people who own like businesses or like are doing something similar to like something that interests you, like reach out to them, like try and build up your contact for those kind of things. But I think by putting your foot in the door, either by like reaching out to them or doing some sort of like internship or something will kind of let you know, like if you're going to like that area of, you know, I don't know, like say you're into marketing and you like want to market for like a small business, like that is something one to add on your resume, but two to kind of see if that's like the path you actually want to go down. Yeah. And also like pick up like a fun hobby that you do that you can put on your resume. Like for instance, for me, since I am a writer and I am a content creator, um, on my resume, I have my podcast because it's something that I produce and I want to be like a filmmaker. I want to be a screenwriter, director, producer, all that kind of stuff. So like showing that I produce a podcast is one, it is a job qualifier for me. It shows that I know how to literally host a podcast and can work for different podcast networks. However, if I was applying for other jobs like social, in social media marketing or whatever it may be, it shows that like I have just a life outside of my job and it's a fun conversation starter when I'm going in for an interview like oh you have a podcast like what do you talk about different things like that I've always heard from many people who do hiring like they love it when they see like they can see your personality 
on the resume and they can kind of get a vibe from you that way. So I think like when you have like, I don't know, like you have the diversity like on your like resume, like it doesn't always have to be like this, 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 like I was a marketer, I did business finance, like very like to the plot. I think you can add some character into it. I think it's great. So don't be afraid to like, oh, like my field is not hiring right now because of COVID or whatever. Like branch out try something like literally like as soon as you're first out of college like that's when I encourage like taking risks and everything because you're probably not married you probably don't have children I mean some people do but like those are the times to take the risk because what do you have to lose very good point love it yeah and you'll find your purpose in life like you don't have to have one like in your 20s like I don't think I know my life purpose and I you're not gonna know it (laughs) yeah like most people are you're not gonna know like I asked my mom the other day, I was like, what's been your best time of your life? And she said, like, her, like, late 40s was, like, what the best time is of her life. Like, it's when you find, like, who you are as a person. So, like, you do not have to figure it all out right now. I like to say that the new 30s are the new 21. Um, Definitely. So, yeah. And that's not just because I'm turning 30 soon. <laughs> no, not at all. Why would we even think that? <laughs> but, yeah, no, like, you definitely don't have to have your life together. If you, you don't have to know if you want to go to grad school either. Like, you'll figure it out. Like, I had no intentions of going to grad school um, because I was like, why do I need to? I don't need to. And then I was like, eh, like, I probably should. Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, how I want to get from point A to point B. And grad school was the thing that was able to help me get there. And I feel, like, more prepared. Um, but I, like, have been applying for jobs, like, in many different fields. And I have a master's degree. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, so the next one. Um, hey gals, can you please tell me how to chill the fuck out and stop being such a damn control freak? Mood, no. honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to help you. <laughs> yeah, can you help us, honestly? Because I'm struggling major over here. Honestly, like I have a panic attack anytime something goes out of my control, and that's not an, like an exaggeration. I literally have panic attacks when things are out of my control. Yeah, she literally texts me. She's like, I'm sorry, I can't talk. I've had like three panic attacks this morning. And I'm like, oh my God, just let me know when you're good. Like, I am so sorry. <laughs> and it's I all am... because like someone quit my film. Yeah. <laughs> and my producer was like, it's okay. This happens. <laughs> yeah. I, I think kind of like what I said a couple weeks ago is I am trying to be less worrisome about things that I cannot control. And I think that is a good place to start. Even if it's as simple as like, I don't know, like Chick-fil-A got your order wrong. Trying not to like get anxiety <laughs> and like stress, just like hand it back and say, hey, order was wrong. Like, okay, like low key, trying like- to have like a, a little bit more low key, like overall demeanor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that like is in so many different like areas of your life and everything. And this was something that I kind of talked to with my man- my manager the other night. We were having like a little heart to heart as we were working. And, you know, we were talking about like boys and everything. And I was just like, you know, haven't heard like from this boy in a couple days. Like, I'm just wondering, like, what should I do? Like, do I see anything? Um, and like the back of my head, I know the answer. Like, I know the answer. Like, I don't like just stop worrying about it. Stop freaking out about it. And it took me hearing her say, like, what can you control in this situation? Like, what can you control? You can like, just don't fucking text him. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, if you calm down, like, he'll text you like you when you're overbearing about it like he that's what's going to cause him to freak out and not want to text you because you're coming on so hard and everything like that you chill back you just treat it like how he's been treating you he'll text you eventually they always do they always come back 
And so just learning to be more present and just focusing on like on what I can control and what I can do to like change the situation and not be so overbearing and just be more chill. We're just so much easier than the done to be more chill. Oh, um, it has taken, I like actively have to go into each day like, okay, Hannah, like we are not going to worry about things that are out of our control. We're just going to take the day as it comes. When things don't go our way, we're just going to say, okay, well, what can I do? And mm-hmm. that's really it. That's all you, you can only control your own thoughts and your, what yeah. you do and your demeanor. And so like, um, I get so irritated when people don't reply to my emails and it's like i can't just because i'm always like reading my email doesn't mean everybody else is and right. so they like, might only check it on tuesdays you never know like exactly. they might have a set hour and they check as many as they can and then that's it and that's it for the week so yeah. try just it's trying like, to like i don't know focus on you try not to worry about yeah. others yeah, being present. That's something that my therapist always told me was just focus on being present mm-hmm. and it really helps with your anxiety. And that's like with relationships, like with your job, whatever it may be, because like there was moments where I was so worried about like when I was dating like the doctor, like what we were doing, like what was going on between us. And she was like, just focus on the present. Don't worry if he texts another girl. So what if he is? He's with you right now. And more importantly, you're hotter than any other girl. So like, you know, she didn't say that, but like, that's what I'm thinking in my that's head. What, yeah, that's what you said. <laughs> I just honestly adapted and just started thinking that I'm the hottest person alive and that everybody wants to date me. And I'm not just saying this because I'm a fucking Leo, but like when you adopt that personality that you are the hottest fucking thing ever, you will start to believe it. And then other people will slowly, like slowly start to believe it. Like, cause well, you're, you're, just, you're gonna carry yourself differently and you're gonna yeah. carry yourself with confidence and people are attracted to confident people. Exactly. So, exactly. So there like, you have it. There you go. I hope that helps you, anonymous person. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm like, I, w- I wanna be like, I hope that helps you and <laughs> your name, but I'm not gonna say. <laughs> so, <laughs> what else we got? All right. We had someone DM us and say, How do you balance work and play, especially when you've made your hobby your job? Mm-hmm. This is hard. Yeah. Very yeah. hard. Yeah. Um, and I don't even feel like I can truly speak to it because I haven't made my hobby my job, mm-hmm. but that's something that I would like to do mm-hmm. in the future. And so I see how bad I am now with just trying to balance my own life and my work. And so I can't imagine turning on the switch and having my hobby be my job because it's all connected and it like is intertwined in each other. Like my songwriting is intertwined with my feelings, my personal life. And then you have to market on social media, which is on your phone, which is intertwined in your personal life. And so there's just that, like, I don't know, like, it seems hard. I saw somebody, they got a work phone who like uses, Mm. so they use their work phone for their, their hobby and their like job. And it's not connected to their personal phone. So it's something that they can kind of like leave aside and not keep in their bedroom and like not check until a certain amount of time. But they have their personal phone with them. I can't do that. <laughs> no, but they have their personal phone. Yeah. Like no, yeah. to use as no, their yeah. alarm. I'll but, still figure out a way to, you know, make my personal phone my work phone. Yeah. Um, but I just, I don't that might be, balance. that might be a good, um, if, if that's something that you can budget for, like having a work phone that is not your personal phone. So therefore, like you like you could be logged into all your apps. You could have all of your work emails sent to that one. Any Like if you communicate with your clients via text, like only their numbers and that. And then your personal phone is, for, I don't know, that just might be like, I saw a YouTuber do this, uh, JC. Yeah. We love her from what we said podcast. And she was talking about how she just needed to try something because it's just so intertwined. And she's like working at all hours of the night, not taking time for herself. Yeah. Um, um, as 
I'm going to speak to it as like, best as I can because I treat filmmaking as my job. I've never treated it as a hobby and I've treated, always treated writing as my job. I've never treated it as a hobby, although most people would probably consider it a hobby because I am not making profit off of it. Um, but What about I've, photography, though? Photography, I've, I've always treated photography as a hobby um, because I've never, but like I've also like only recently started asking for monetary value from mm-hmm. it. Um, but I still don't do it enough to consider it like my job. Like a job. Gotcha. Um, I consider the podcast a hobby um, just because we're not making profit enough for it to be considered a full-time job. Mm-hmm. However, if we were making more profit of it, we could definitely make this a full-time job. Um, yeah. But Sign up for our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say with filmmaking, so if I was to, thinking of it as like as a hobby, now my job, um, the one thing that I've done with that is I especially like once I graduated grad school and got into like the real life quote unquote I guess um and was trying to figure out how to now take this thing that I'm not making money off of and make it my job the thing that I did was I was able to make myself like a work schedule and give myself a separate workspace so like I joined like a co-working office and not many people are there so like we all wear masks and stuff like that or whatever but um I joined that, so it felt like I was going to an office. I was had a designated place to work at, and where is where I did my writing at and everything. Whenever I was doing YouTube, and that was like my like little side hustle job thingy, I made sure that I was done editing and I was done doing all that kind of stuff by eight p.m. And after eight p.m., I was then free to do whatever I wanted. But I think the most important thing is is when you make your hobby your job, you need to find another hobby to do because you're gonna only be focused on that job now and it's no longer kind of like quote-unquote fun for you i mean like that's why i consider filmmaking a job is filmmaking fun for me absolutely fucking not like i love it but it is not fun like it is work and it is exhausting and i want to punch myself in the face all the time and writing is writing is so exhausting like there is no one just says oh i want to be a writer and it thinks like it's fun like no it's the most fucking exhausting thing ever like i know i'm not curing cancer but you try creating and writing an entire fucking movie coming up with characters and creating a whole world and making it moving and people care about it like it's it's a lot of work and I don't think people realize how much work it can be. Sorry, that's a whole tangent. I don't know where the fuck I'm going with this. <laughs> that's okay. That's, no, but I think you had a good point, like, in all of what you said, like, having a work schedule for yeah. your job. Yeah. Allowing time to play outside of that. If you love singing or you love taking photos or you love um, writing, mm-hmm. like, having time outside of your work hours to do that for you. Like, if yeah. if you want to write, in, I don't know, write poetry for yourself, but not looking at it as, like, a job opportunity or like a project, but just like doing it like for fun. Or I think also what you said about having another hobby is a really, really great idea. But like, I also like can understand like from them because like one of my worst, like one of my toxic traits is always trying to figure out how can I monetize this? (laughs) How can I make money from this thing? Yeah. I feel like everyone has that in the back of their head. Like, how do I make, how do I do this thing that I love and make it my job? So I think having outside outside work hours to play and like take photo like if you're a photographer take photos of your dog or take photos of you or Mm -hmm. um if you're a songwriter like write music for the heck of it that's why so many people one have turned to podcasts but two so many people like turn to tiktok because like that was like something like fun and creative for them to do that was like a little hobby and i mean i don't think there's anything wrong with having a hobby that you can make money from I don't think there's anything wrong with that. 
I think you should, there was like a quote I heard at one point. It was like, you should have a hobby that keeps you fit, one that keeps you creative and one that you can make money from. Um, and I like for that. me, like my hobby, like where keep me fit was like dance. Now it's like pure bar. Make me money from, which was writing. Um, and then one that keeps me creative at the time was, uh, makeup, but I guess now like podcasting or vice versa, like writing is what keeps me creative, podcasting is what I can make money from. Um, mm-hmm. so kind of things like that, just diversifying, like what you consider a hobby and just going from there. Yeah. Like antiquing. I don't know. Vintage thrifting. Yeah. That's yeah. a hobby. Mm-hmm. That's a thing that you can do. I don't want to fucking do it, but there's somebody out there who loves doing that. Yeah. I'm just only doing it cause I'm bad at it. <laughs> I just, it takes a lot of time. Pick up a <laughs> that's, guitar. That's Learn guitar. Thing. Watch Queen's Gambit and be a chess player. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's so yeah. many different things you can do. Um, mm-hmm. Become a dog walker. And like, you like being with dogs all the time. I don't know. Something like that. Like, it doesn't always have to be like these certain combined things that you have to make money from, but it can be things that keep you active, things that can let you to be creative, whatever it may be. And I know like when you're a creative entrepreneur, it can be a little bit harder, but um, I don't know. There's just, just think about different ways you can flex those different brain muscles. Yeah, I love that. All right, what else we got? So speaking of entrepreneurial, what do you do when your friends aren't supportive of your small business? Get new friends, question mark? (laughs) I almost just spit out my water when she said that. But low-key though, like, right? Like, I've been there. I mean, unless your small business is, like, inappropriate or, like, weird or, like, creepy, like, I'm going to support you like so you wouldn't support me if i sold clown figurines is what i'm hearing i hate clowns i don't even think i would step foot in there and also what who wants a clown figurine in their house i'm sorry no no i think i think there are i think okay Okay. i don't know if this is what this person is thinking like if their friends are not like coming in and like buying things from their business but i think there are other ways that people can support your business that aren't monetary whether that's like sharing on facebook sharing on instagram like saving a post shouting you out like sending you to a friend um if someone at like if if you know someone like i know someone who owns boutique your mother owns a boutique. Anytime mm-hmm. anyone asks me like where I like to shop, I always say, oh, you should go check out, you know, Wooden Thread Boutique downtown. Like they're super awesome. They've got a variety of clothes, but that's a way to support, you know, support without yeah. having to spend money every single yeah. time. So I feel like if your friends aren't supporting you monetarily, like maybe you could say, hey, you know, I know, um, I know you can't always like buy something from my business, but if you could like help me on Instagram, like share it with a friend or anything like something. It doesn't have to be all the time either, but just like every once in a while, um, just having that conversation with them and just being like, look, like I don't expect this from you all the time, but every once in a while, do you think you could maybe like shout me out or like share me on your story or send someone my way? Um, and most of the times, like, your friends, like, if they love you, like, they'll do it. Like, it's not a huge deal. Like, if you own a business and you're like, hey, can you, like, share, like, my stuff? I'm like, yeah, sure. I don't care. Like, mm-hmm. why not? Like. Yeah. And yeah. just. And if, it's, like, something that I actually like. Like, so, of course, like, why would I not want to share yeah, that exactly. with you? Exactly. Um, I think you do it, like, all the time, like, with. I mean, we did, we have our friends that share with our podcast all the time. But we also had friends that, like, just don't fucking give a shit about our podcast. And. I never brought up as an issue, but then, like, we're not friends anymore, and I was just like, you know, they never supported the podcast, and, like, they did, like, not just, like, they didn't listen, but, like, they would have never, like, talk about it or share about it or, like, Mm -hmm. 
the ir- irony was always when they came to me for advice and i was like well if you just listen to our podcast we kind of already we're like we've already talked about this <laughs> if you just listen to episode five you would already have your answer ma'am mm-hmm. um yeah so <laughs> yeah and i think too like when you venture out into things like a small business or you take your hobby and make it your job like we talked about earlier you're gonna see the people that actually care about you yes very easily yes um because it's so. so easy like i think it's always funny um i mean like i know people who've like had small businesses and like their friends like went out and like supported like their competition instead of supporting them which is like a fucking bitchy move to do it's like that's not your true friend like yeah you can support the other businesses that's totally fine but like if they're like supporting your rival over you like they're never supporting you they're only supporting them that's not a fucking friend like you can support both and be a good friend um, yeah yeah because to- that's totally fine you don't have to choose sides but like you're choosing a side when you don't support your friend mm-hmm. um over somebody that's like actively harming their business or anything like yeah. that that makes sense yeah like when i release music i can tell like who listens and who doesn't kind of thing or like yeah. m- most of my my I'll be honest my friend's circle has shrunk significantly since leaving college I just don't have time to reach out to people and like half of the people don't live anywhere near me but I can tell my close friends are the ones that support me and support my you know dream to to release my own music and do that whole bit so um, I mean like I think that when you start to like do like your own thing like you really see who your true friends are like I literally had people that like from high school I don't talk to anymore that like shared my film like on facebook and i was like oh my god like thank you so much like i was really touched like when they did like i haven't talked to them like in literal years we're not like buddy buddy friend friends but like we follow each other still like on instagram or whatever and they like shared my film and i was like they didn't have to do that that was so nice of them like Mm -hmm. i think it's really nice like when you can see like who i think it's really nice when you see who's supportive and then i also think it's nice when you see who's not supportive because you have to have that toxicity in your life exactly all right someone else sent us a dm that says how to make you time without feeling guilty bitch i have no fucking idea i feel guilty when like i felt guilty on yesterday like on black friday on thanksgiving i felt guilty because i wasn't working and i was like hmm do something more productive with my time than relaxing i am such in the mindset and i think a lot of millennials are in the mindset to where we don't deserve to relax sometimes but like if we're not working like we don't deserve a vacation like i remember telling myself one time i didn't deserve a vacation because i didn't like i wasn't working hard enough to get that vacation mm-hmm. and it's just like i know you're like you're just like mm, no <laughs> uh, no i've i've definitely struggled with this in the past but i i have made some changes um and mentally it's been the best decision ever yeah um whether that is like instead of working all hours of the night after my eight hour shift at work i either will like stay an extra hour or come in early and do Mm -hmm. what i have to get done and then i try my best to do what needs to be done for that day so that i'm not carrying it over into the weekend now i'm not great about it but that is the one thing that i've like really tried to work on is either extending my work day just a little bit longer so that the weekend I can kind of have for me or my Mm -hmm. days off. I can just kind of have to get the things done that I actually need to get done, like laundry, cleaning my room, like going to the grocery store, going to run errands, like, but then also like taking time just to like go see my boyfriend or, um, like sit and watch a show that I've wanted to watch or eat some ice cream, you know, like there's (laughs) like, you just, I don't know, like it's hard because I still in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, I just spent like 
two, I just spent 20 minutes on TikTok. What the heck? That was such a waste of my life. But like in the moment, that's like what I wanted to do. And yeah, it's, it's, it's really hard because I feel like, I feel like it started like, I don't know how many times I've said this on the podcast, but I feel like it has been ingrained in us since we started going to school that we had to work, work, work hard, hard, be involved in all of these things to get to the Mm -hmm. next step, which is college. And then in college, you have to work and be perfect and do all these extra things and have a job and do an internship and have a 4.0 GPA. And then when you get out of college, you go to have your job and you want to work hard to get promotions and get higher up in the business. And, and if you're not working, then how are you going to, you know, I just feel like we're on this, like we have, our brain is wired to like have to work constantly to like get the outcome that we want. And that's not always the case. Like you, you have to take time for yourself because you can't pour from an empty cup. And that's a phrase that I, that people tell me all of the time. And it is so true. Once Mm -hmm. you hit burnout, you're like your ability to help people or do what you need to do is like 0%. Like you just don't have anything else to give. So it's really important to take that time for yourself. Yeah. I mean, like, here's the thing. Like I said, like when I was doing YouTube as my, my job or whatever, like I was, like I had it to where I, 8 p.m. I was done. Like that was when I had to focus on me. I had to stop editing because I could be up to like 3 a.m. editing if I wanted to be. I could, And then that's the thing. Your work is never done. Like you are never going to be caught up on work because if you're done, if you're caught up on like your actual work work that you're getting paid to do, there's still work to do at home. Like no matter what it is, you were never going to be caught up. It's like laundry. It's never done because you got to mm-hmm. wash what you got on that day. So it's just never going to be done. But you have to learn, to learn to prioritize the things that need to be done and learn to prioritize self-care and you um and not feeling guilty about it um Mm -hmm. and i think like i said like a lot of millennials like we feel always feel guilty about it um just because of the work ethic that we were brought up on but i don't think that you should because like you said like how do how does anybody expect to get anything done like if i'm a boss like i don't want my employees showing up like completely drained and burned out because then you're not going to give me your best and i need your best and you're being your best means you got to give yourself like some mental health days and like in order to recuperate and be your strongest person. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with that hundred percent. You got this one. I don't know how to answer this one. You got this one personally okay. on your Instagram story. Um, or how do you organize different areas of your house? Um, Yikes. I don't have a house. As I was, as I was talking about that, it's my captivation of the week, organizing, being organized. Yeah. You um, take it away. You take it away. Cause my, my go-to answer is, um, hire an interior designer question mark. <laughs> I think, okay, so this is something that I've been like, I've been like researching on Pinterest, like trying to find like the best little like organizing bins and stuff. But I think mm-hmm. the thing that I keep seeing, like the theme of my uh, Google searches of how to organize is um, everything needs a place. And so I think that would be my biggest like advice is like finding a place for everything and everything that doesn't have a place going through and seeing if it's something that you actually need or if it's something you want to like donate or like give away to somebody because if it doesn't have a place then like everything's just going to get disorganized like everybody has that drunk junk drawer where just shit but that's where but that's where the place is because but that's the place though is the drunk drawer okay so then Everything, find everything has to find a place and then organizing that space. So like if you're going to have a drawer of things, like make it a drawer of like chargers or like electronics, like the TV remote, your phone charger, and like everything needs to have like a, fu- here's a better thing. Everything needs to have a functional purpose in your house. 
If that functional purpose is a Christmas tree on your desk because you want to be jolly, perfect. Sounds great. That is your <laughs> that is your functional purpose for your Christmas tree. However, you can't have like seven of these Christmas trees just like well, I mean, Why I not? guess it's Christmas. I guess technically. Why not? Why not? <laughs> I want to, my hope. You know, I'm going to give you shit for this segment purely because this is such the neurotypical answer. And someone who is neurodivergent, my play, I'm like, the floor is the place. Like, th- that is the place. Yeah. As somebody who has ADHD is neurodivergent, the floor is the place. That, 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 the scissors belong in that drawer. Does anything else in that drawer correlate with scissors? Absolutely not. But that is where I have just, des- des- like, I have assigned scissors to that drawer what it's in my i have a drawer for full of headbands you know what else is in here uh a clothing tape um hmm. a gift card to pf chang's lint rollers sunglasses but you know what so what i'm hearing i is know that-, that all that stuff is in that drawer and that if i put them in any other drawer i will never think of them in any other drawer i've only associated those things with that drawer so I guess my advice would be go into <laughs> I'm just like not just listening like we're to just you. Like ignore Emily. <laughs> no, I understand. Some people just can't like they just but if you really do want to have like have an organized like functional house and like different areas of your house, I think you need to just like pick one area of the house at a time and just go through everything and pick and choose what is staying and what is going and then organizing from there whatever makes sense to you if you need a junk drawer to put all of your junk fine have a junk drawer but like only put it there like don't start letting it pile onto the desk and onto your dresser because then it's just going to be messy and cluttered and there's no reason for that yeah Um, like don't like keep like receipts that you don't need and that's me talking this is the person who also keeps every box because i that's a good ass box like why the fuck would i throw that away it's a good bag why would i throw that shopping bag away oh i'm such a bag lady i think i have like 500 bags <laughs> like, like i'm one, not joking i have one of the huge sephora bags and i'm like i don't want to get rid of this bag it's a good bag like i could put so much shit in that bag it's a good bag so like, here, I keep- so here's my tip for that Say you have your you have great boxes, you have great bags, you want to keep them because they might have a purpose later on. Pick three, three bags, mm-hmm. three boxes. Mm-hmm. The rest go mm-hmm. because do you want to know what you're going to get more bags? So then you can just cycle them out. Also, I've heard a lot of people who like organize their closets, like they do the like one in two out kind of thing. Like yeah, if they I buy something that. new, I tried that. It didn't, it didn't work didn't for last you. long. No, it didn't last long. At I all. think I think this is. I think this is an area that I still don't know enough about to like really give solid advice. But I, for me, I would do the go through, go through what you want to keep I mean, you, what you want to get rid of. And then you can do the Marie Kondo thing. You could do mm-hmm. the Marie Kondo aspect I would of love life to. where like, but here's the thing. Here's some, here's my issue with Marie Kondo at the same time, because her thing is like, does it spark joy for you? I'm like, my fucking bills don't spark joy, but they got to be here. Like I got to pay them. Um, this pencil doesn't spark joy but i need a pencil um my alexa definitely doesn't spark joy i want to punch that thing in the face all the time but she is helpful so i think it's just a matter of like going through like going through your things and deciding like what you're going to keep and then finding a place for them whatever that whatever that looks like for you the next person dm'd us and said during all of my consults almost every single woman is so hard on themselves how do we forgive ourselves and stop comparing ourselves to others Mm, it is easier said than done Mm-hmm. Um, it's easier said than done to say the, to stop giving a fuck what other people think. Um, because here's the thing. I was watching Taylin's videos on, uh, TikTok. I don't know if y'all know who Taylin is. She's a character that this girl made and she is 
the best thing ever. Is she's she like, the, yeah. Is she the Hi. tanning bed girl? Yeah, I just, love her. Hi. Hi. Okay, honey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sits water. Like, she's so hydrated. Oh, my God. So funny. <laughs> but, um, she was doing like these... This is so fucking random, but I promise it correlates. She was doing these... Um, like duets with the mean, like the stereotypical mean girl in high school and everything like that and like her characters didn't give a fuck who this girl was and i was like wow like in high school i wish i would have been that kind of person like whenever there was the main, like the main popular girl like i wish i was the kind of person who just didn't give a fuck back then because it would have gave me more power and now i am that person where i just literally do not care what anybody thinks about me and i feel so much more powerful like when i do like do you think everybody i know supports this film that i'm doing absolutely not i have seen people subtweet me <laughs> they fucking think this film's stupid but like awesome. i'm like we love okay that. but i'm i'm over here like okay like i'm gonna make this film be amazing like you can think it's stupid all you want i'm still making this film like your opinions are not going to affect me like you're entitled to think that this film is stupid but doesn't mean that it is i'm not giving you validation who are you to fucking judge what i'm doing like you are literally no one like you were unless your name is fucking oprah winfrey i literally do not give a fuck about your opinion on my career and who i am as a person um unless you are giving me money and you are paying my bills could not care what you fucking think about me um unless you are whining and dining and paying my bills your opinion holds no grain over me um so that is just the kind of like it took me a while to get there it literally took me like a decade to get to this point and it's just you would just have to go through a wake-up call where you just realize that no one else's opinion matters to you and you cannot change anybody else's opinion and everybody else's opinion is not your business mm-hmm. that's just what the point of it is yeah. like no one else's opinion of you is really your fucking business like yeah why do you want to know what people think about you like it doesn't matter like you can't change them why would you want to change them? Like, clearly, like, they don't like you. Like, why would you want to change that person's opinion? And realizing and dissecting where that need to be liked by everybody comes from. Because that's what I had to do. I had to figure out where that came from. Because, and most times, sometimes it's abandonment issues, whether that's from childhood or whatever, whether it's from, like, me, which I was severely bullied. And I thought that everybody liked me. Then I would, you know, it would stop. Um, newsflash, that's not how it works. Um, you are not going to be liked by everybody. You are not everyone's taste. That is fine. That is totally fine. If you are, then you're doing something wrong. If everybody likes you, then you're doing something wrong, in my opinion. Yeah. I think, too, like, to go on the, like, stop comparing yourself to others part Mm -hmm. of that. Like, how, like, stop being so hard on yourself. How, I feel like we as women, like, compare ourselves to other people all the time. And social Mm -hmm. media has made that more accessible to us. And so something Mm -hmm. that I've been doing, like, if I see some something on social media, even if I really like the post or I really like it, but it makes me feel negative about myself. Mm-hmm. I've been like hiding that person from my yeah, feet you can, just for a yeah. little bit, just well, like, to take it f- out. Yeah. yeah. Like you can, if you don't want to unfollow somebody because like they're a coworker or whatever it may be, like you can mute them to where you don't see their mm-hmm. stories or their posts. And I recommend that for breakups, especially too. Like if you don't want to unfriend the person like you were dating because like you have intentions to like, like you ended it like well or whatever and you mm-hmm. want to stay friends. But like at the time, like you're trying to have a clean slate, just mute them that way you don't have to see their stuff and yeah. like you can kind of disconnect. But like I've done that before. Like I don't want to, there's people like in my family, like I don't want to see their posts. So I just mute them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I like I went through a phase where I was following like a ton of fitness gurus. Mm-hmm. Um and I was just like constantly seeing their like body pics and like their 
workouts. And, and at first I was like really motivated by it, but then I started like comparing myself and I was like, Oh, like I didn't work out today. Like I feel crappy. Like, Oh, their waist is so small. Like, why am I not look like that? Like those kind of like thoughts were clouding me. So I just hit them all. Or mm-hmm. I think I might have unfollowed some of them because I just didn't like personally know them. But I picked like one or two people that I still really, really like who maybe are like that more like fitness health guru gal, but just have a different approach to it and aren't mm-hmm. always posting like um, like body images. And like if you do that, like that's totally fine. But like for me in that moment, that wasn't that wasn't serving me in a positive way. It was just making me compare myself to them and making mm-hmm. me feel less about myself and Mm -hmm. since I've done that and I've like just you know followed things that are um that that make me happy and then I still like you know go to the gym and do my bit like I know I'm not going to look like that person because I don't have their body but it's helped me um not compare myself to them as much that's like an area that I really struggle with but that's kind of been my advice is just like hiding them from your feed so you don't always see that just like take almost like just like taking a break I will also say, like, going off of, like, the whole, like, fitness thing, like, comparing people's bodies and stuff like that, um, you have to understand people, like, who are models and fitness people, that is their job. That is literally their job. Their body is their entire job. They are paid millions of, like, models are paid millions of dollars. And they get to to walk runways and be pretty in photos. And in order to do that, they have to work out, like, almost everything every fucking day eat well like they are that is their literal job people who are fitness instructors they're paid Mm -hmm. to work out to have a nice body because you want somebody who is fit to be leading your class like yeah exactly and and that and that is motivation for a lot of people and for a while it was for me too so i think you just kind of have to like pick and choose or the opposite of that is if you still want to follow those people also following some people who are more your body type if that's like something that is I don't know if that's what this person is talking about or like what these women are talking about but like Aerie Aerie has models of all sizes and Mm -hmm. um, so much diversity in their modeling campaigns but also I follow a lot of influencers who wear like mediums and larges because that's what I wear and I want to see how those um, pieces of clothing fit them and I don't know like it's really hard to not compare yourself to other people so that's yeah. that's a tricky one that I'm still like working through but yeah oh yeah absolutely or just be like me and get a huge ego <laughs> hey like I said earlier if you carry yourself with confidence like it's going it's going to like attract people who are also yeah. confident or who like confidence um, but also just having like that mindset where like it's okay to have a negative thought about yourself. Mm-hmm. People do it all the time. And like, you're not alone in that. You're not alone in that. And you don't, I don't feel like you, I don't know, like compare comparison is something we all struggle with, regardless of if it's body weight, how much money you're making, how, like where you your are in your job, your relationship, like you're not, you want a baby and you can't get pregnant. Like there's just so many areas of life you could even compare your mashed potatoes aren't as good as Susie's mashed potatoes and also like, like you don't everybody like especially on instagram like you like everybody shows their highlight reel no one shows what's really going on like if i think about it like like when we mentioned about relationship and everything like that i have a friend zoe who like her and her husband models goals like 
beautiful people. Like they, you can tell they were God's favorite. Like, <laughs> like yeah, they are literal. They, like their wedding photo went viral on Pinterest. Yeah, like they did. and it was and beautiful. Nice. And they are nice and funny and, like, caring and love everybody. Like, they are genuine, like, the best people ever. Am I ever going to have that relationship? Probably not. Like, I'm never going to date somebody who is that good looking and, like, you know, be, like, they're so perfect for each other. But, like, I also don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Exactly. And I think that's important to remember because I think social media has such a huge presence in our lives now for good reasons and not so great reasons. Mm -hmm. And so just remembering that like nine times out of 10, they're going to just show the good things. Maybe occasionally they'll sprinkle in some crying, but probably not. Yeah. (laughs) Alrighty. So moving on to dating and those kinds of advice. Um, nice. This girl DM us, hi, gals. Love the podcast so much. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. I, have, I had a question. What should I do if a guy I've been talking to starts acting distant? I've been seeing this guy recently, and he's slowly slowed down on texting me every day. I asked what was up, but he didn't say anything. Is he trying to ghost me? No. Here's my thing. Like, guys don't always have their phones on them like girls do. They are not fucking glued to it. Um, So if he's taking forever to respond, like, I don't know how long this person's saying, like, they're taking, like, this person's, like, taking a response. Like, say, like, he doesn't talk to you for five days. Um, You should not be waiting around for him to text you, for one. Yeah, true. Um, You're putting so much value and weight into this person replying to you. You're worth more than a text. Um, And also, they will text you eventually. Uh, any guy that ghosted has ghosted me always came back for one. Um, they will, they always come back. They're, they're simple creatures. Um, I saw a TikTok the other day that, that was like, um, wait till girls find out that we ghost them because we're slowly gaining feelings. And I'm like, do not tell me that because one false, I know that's not why you're doing it. Second of all, um, uh, I don't need my ego inflated already more than it is. Uh, <laughs> but here's the thing that I always go back to. If a guy genuinely really likes you they are going to make the effort to show you that, whether that is by hanging out with you, texting you, however they show that, they're going to. They're not going to make you sit around for seven days waiting for them. If they're doing that, they're, in my opinion, they're probably just playing. Um, and that's annoying. Or like, they, like a relationship is just not their priority at that moment. Right. Like, or maybe, or maybe they, they really like you, but like... They have other shit going on. If a guy like wants to date you, like, you'll know... But, like, at the same time, he may like you. He's just not ready to be at the level that you're at. Like, you could be so much farther ahead of them and be ready to be in that relationship. You have to think, guys are, like, so much more emotionally immature than women are. We we all, um, the emotional intelligence that a woman has when she is 10 years old, a man finally gets that emotional intelligence when he is 20. 20. They are 10 years behind us, emotionally intelligent immaturity. And that's just how women are raised versus men. Uh, women, I think, are pushed more to be, like, they're pushed to grow up a little bit faster than men are. I think men sometimes are, like, not pushed as hard. And I think that's just well, because... Yeah, and I feel like society, society uh, I don't want to say shames, but in quote, quote, shames men for, like, having emotions and like showing yeah. their emotions so they're yeah. they suppress them and so as they get older they're more open to actually showing them and so it's like yeah. this whole big learning curve and so i don't think when men are like in their early 20s or anything like that like they're always ready for the commitment that a woman's probably ready for because she's grown up she's in touch with her emotions she knows what she wants guys are just now trying to figure out what the fuck they want and 
I just don't think like if a guy is just not texting you, it doesn't mean that he is trying to ghost you. It just means that you are not his main priority and getting you is not a priority to him. That doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It's just, you know, depending on how early on this relation or how late this relationship is, like if you, this is like very early in the relationship, like girl, like give him time. <laughs> but True. if we're talking like this is six months in and he's like not texting you for a whole week, um, that's like when I could see it being an issue because it's not like you shouldn't be confused anymore about what this guy is trying to get out of you at that point. Like you should know where you stand. And if a guy like wanted to see you, like he will try his best to make an effort if he is emotionally ready for a relationship. That's the mm-hmm. thing. You have to see where he's emotionally like intelligent at and if he's ready for that. If he's not ready for that, he's going to string you along point blank. Yeah. And then, and then going off of that, like you have to decide like where you are and what you want. And if that's what you want, because it's not just the guy's decision, you know what I mean? Like it's also your decision too, if you want to like wait around and see if they're going to follow through or if you're ready to like move on with your life and find someone who is at that same emotional maturity level as you. So, but don't overinvest at the same time. Like don't like if just show up at the same effort that he's showing you, like if he texts you like super quick like an entertain me kind of text like a hey um don't entertain him just be like hey like just simple as that only give as much energy into the relationship as they are giving you that's kind of what i always go back to cool 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 hey gal this guy i'm dating follows some girl on his instagram that i don't really like is it okay if i ask him to unfollow her or do i look like a crazy bitch yikes i don't know how to <laughs> okay i'm trying to think out how to answer it. like what is she like why don't you like her first thing it's which i watch I and wish i wish I we had a little bit more backstory to this one like like did she is she flirting with your mans is she is she posting like naked like, photos is she in, like, <laughs> bikini all the time like what why what, don't what, you like her like, her. like is it, she like, not do nice? you know do you not do you, do you know, know her, her? person <laughs> like if you know her personally yeah you can fucking tell him like not to like follow her like that's a personal person you do not like like you are you know each other you personally like are enemies like things have happened yeah yeah you can ask him to unfollow her totally fine what do you think you you were in the you're the one in a relationship (laughs) okay let's see i don't really see anyone else as a threat um so (laughs) hannah's like i am amazing i I, (laughs) I'm like very confident in my relationship, so I probably wouldn't ever tell him who he could and couldn't follow on Facebook. I would just um, expect him to respect me and respect our relationship. However, um, if it was like somebody that I like really had beef with or like really hurt me or did something of that nature, I would just hope that he would, you know unfollow that person as he seemed you know I, I like yeah if it was some if it was like a personal attack on me or my character or something then I think whoever you're dating would probably be on your side and probably would just either like unfollow or not really pay attention to that person but if like you're trying to get him to like unfollow like Megan Fox like no nah, because thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to follow Megan Liam Fox. Hemsworth <laughs> and Megan Fox and you know Machine Gun Kelly like I am gonna follow these people and yeah. I'm going to also think they're attractive and I'm going to like their photos like I'm not gonna tell him that he can't also do that like there's a difference yeah. between like liking a photo and then like uh, or act and then acting on yes what that liking of say, the photo you know what I mean like there's 
it's, if it's, it's like gonna a celebrity, be okay. <laughs> if it's like a celebrity or a model, like you have to understand, this person, the, your boyfriend ain't got zero chance with Zoe Kravitz. There's no chance. <laughs> like, like, your boy they're ain't, never gonna see his like anyways. They've got five million likes coming through. Like, like I'll be, I'll be, I'll be out there. Like even if it's like like a porn star or like someone like that, where they're posting like bikini photos or like photos like them of like topless or whatever. They still have zero chance with that person. Those people get DMs every fucking day from people. I'm sorry. Even if your boyfriend DMs them, they are never going to get a single chance with them. However, if it's like a girl like you know that's like posting like those kind of similar photos and like they are friends or they have a close connection and there's a possibility, that's when I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, or if there's, like, communication going on outside of just liking Mm -hmm. the photo, like, DMs or, like, comments or, like, Mm -hmm. then I could see it being, like, an issue. So I think think it kind of depends. I'm sure... That it, yeah, I don't really know the backstory of this, but I think I think you're gonna have to take that one with like each case. And if it's Megan Fox, just let him follow Megan Fox, okay? Yeah, because I mean, I don't blame him. (laughs) There we have it. I think on that note too, I'm sure there's somebody you follow that he doesn't like. So I follow Liam Hemsworth, and I I, follow Liam Hemsworth, but I do follow like. Nick Jonas, Joe Jonas. Yeah. Oh, he ben does ben. not like Nick Jonas, and I love Nick Jonas. He's, you touched Nick Jonas at the concert, and oh my he God, had he was so beef. He was so mad. He was like, I can't believe you're going to that concert. Like He was joking, but he was like, oh, I can't believe you touched him. He was like, are you not going to wash that hand? And I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Coronavirus, got to wash. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, so this is our last DM. I've loved doing this. This has been so much fun. So yes, we should we do this. keep doing this more. Do this sometime. Like a quarterly, like a, like a, a monthly or like a quarterly kind yeah. of thing. A yeah. Quarterly advice column. Yeah, that'd be really fun. Um, so the last one we got is, hey, gals, love the podcast. Oh, you guys are so funny and have such fun personalities. We know. Wow, that was super sweet. <laughs> You're like, we know. I'm like, wow, that was so kind. <laughs> Literally us in a nutshell. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So I have been dating my boyfriend for six years. We started dating in high school. We went to the same college and have really spent a ton of time together. I don't know who I am without him, and I feel like I'm falling out of love with him. Oof. I feel like we should go our separate ways, but I'm afraid I will be incredibly lost without him. Our families are very close, so it's like losing a family too. Any and all advice would be helpful. Hannah, I'm going to let you take that one because I personally (laughs) have no relation to this subject matter at all. I've been there, girly pop, and it's not fun. Um, I think pulling the trigger is the hardest part, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. leaving the relationship, because from this post, I think you know that you're not meant to be with this person. And I think that you know that he's comfortable. Um, I, I kind of went through the same thing where like, I knew who I was, but we, but we were so intertwined with each other that I feel like we kind of lost ourselves in our relationship. And I think if you already feel like you're falling out of love with him, like, I don't know, I just feel like maybe taking a step back and like doing your own thing would help you realize, um, like whether or not you, you're actually supposed to be with that person or if there's something else out there for you. I think a lot of times people will date for a really, really, really long time and maybe their relationship will be kind of stagnant and there's not really any like goal that you're trying to achieve or like you're not really like making those like next steps. And that's when I think people try People feel that like, oh, I just like 
I don't know who I am. Like, I don't feel like we're going anywhere. I feel like I'm not, I don't love him anymore. But I think if you already feel like you should go your separate ways, then you probably should. And it's going to hurt and it's going to be, it's going to be hard. Um, even if you're the one to do it, it's probably going to be just as hard as if he were the one to end it. And you never know, he might feel the exact same way and you weren't even aware. Um, yeah. So. I mean, I can see where it was like six years and like that feels hard because like it's like, oh, like we've spent six years together. Like you feel like you're like pride level is like kind of lower because yeah, like, it's like you're giving up like on five yeah. like on six years like that's a lot yeah. i feel but like people I, get hung up on the number too like we've been together yeah. for so long we've been together for five years but like people ch- in six years people change like, oh yeah especially if you like date in high school like if you've been dating since high school like and you went to college together like you never got that like without you never had exactly. that like separation without that person yeah you grew up together your taste buds change every seven years, so your taste in men will also change every seven years. Like that's also another thing you gotta like think about. Um, like who you are, like in that time span, you're going to go through so many pivotal changes. No one stays the same for that long of time. Like you're gonna discover new things about yourself, and maybe that person just doesn't vibe with you. I had a friend that was literally got married at like 24 and then like when she became 30 like she was a completely different person then to who she is now and like went through a divorce and everything and like it's not a bad thing like people change and especially like you're in this most pivotal time of your life people are going to change like you're not gonna be the same person as you were like when you first started dating and i think it's a more i think it's more mature to say we are different people now than to keep living with the facade that you're still the same people you were when you met Mm -hmm. yeah I think a lot of times people like will be hung up on their like beginning of their story or like their love story or like how Mm -hmm. how they met or like what all they've been through just the whole story just the whole story they get so hung up on and like that person was put into your life for a reason and you probably learned and grew so much, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're supposed to be together. And that doesn't necessarily mean that your goals are intertwining and you might, you might just have outgrown each other. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but your Mr. or Mrs. Someone might just be right around the corner. And if you choose to stick with this person, like you'll never get to experience that not saying that you should just like end it just because you might there might be something better waiting because there might not be and you might you might not date someone for a while or you might not find your someone for a while and yeah I don't know I just feel like if you're already having doubts that should be your kind of like your flag your red flag that's something something's not right there absolutely so our survival tip for this week um if you want to keep surviving um send us more advice questions (laughs) (laughs) that was so much fun I love talking about other people's like questions and i was gonna say problems but i was like i probably shouldn't say that like other people's like um struggles because i feel like we always talk about things that like we've gone through so it's nice to like hear that other people are going through things that are similar um it makes me feel not so alone and that i'm not the only person in the world feeling like this so and don't ever be ashamed to send us questions like we're never gonna say your name um but also not judging too we're never gonna judge I like I always think it's great like when people like and I listen to other people's advice episodes and I hear the question I'm like oh like that was like what I was wondering too and I'm glad somebody else asked yes, that. Yes, like, I love listening to other people's like send in their questions to podcasts. Yeah. But um, like send us in just in case. I mean we got some doubles today, but like send us in just in case. Like if you're afraid someone else is not going to ask. Yeah. 
Awesome. And so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gals Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and our personal social media, which will be linked in the show notes. Also, don't forget to check out our Patreon and please leave us a review on iTunes. It really does help us out. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey. Bye.